Welcome to the Saturday edition of The Daily Writer. Each weekday, we bring you a short lesson that helps you live out the four practices of a great writer. Creativity, consistency, courage, and connection. Here on the Saturday edition, we take a deeper dive into those topics through conversations with writers and teaching that helps us apply what we're learning. For more, you can visit us at dailywriterlife.com. You know, there are a lot of different ways to market yourself as an author, but on today's episode, we're going to explore one of the most effective strategies, which is being a guest on other people's podcasts. And my guest today is Kim Stewart. She is a marketing strategist who helps Christian authors meet new readers and market their messages by guesting on podcasts. She's also the host of the Book Marketing Mania podcast, where she and her guests share what's working to market books online. Her sweet spot is strategy, and working behind the scenes is what she loves doing the most. Kim lives in Dallas with her husband, two young adult sons, and a very spoiled lab named Loki. And I got to give props to Kim for a very cool name for her lab, because I love Marvel, and I love Loki, and I love all that fun stuff. In this conversation, Kim gives us the lowdown on podcast guesting and why it's so important for authors. And you're also going to learn how to find relevant podcasts to pitch, how to build relationships with podcast hosts, what to say in your pitch, how to repurpose the episode once it's released, and a lot more. And I got to be honest with you, podcast guesting is a strategy I have successfully used a lot of times. And of course, I have guests on this podcast every week, so I can tell you that pitching does indeed work. This is an episode that probably you're going to need to listen to a couple of times so you can take in all of Kim's wisdom. This conversation was absolutely packed full of good stuff. So make sure and grab your pen and pencil, take some notes because you're in for a really, really fun ride. All right, let's get to the conversation with my friend, Kim Stewart. Kim, welcome to the Daily Writer Podcast. I am thrilled to have this conversation because this is a topic that is so critical and so timely because podcasting has absolutely exploded. And I'm glad you could join us today to help us to take advantage of this amazing medium. So thanks for being here. Thank you, Kit, for having me. I'm so excited to be here and serve your listeners. I want to give a special shout out to my good buddy, Michael Dane, who connected us. And Michael and I went to college together, and he is a genius marketing guy, as well as a bunch of other things. So, mm-hmm. Michael, if you're listening to this, um, thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you sure. so much. So let's let's dive in here with this this question of podcast guesting. And I guess the first question I would want to ask is, why should authors consider guesting on podcasts as a marketing strategy? Because out of all the marketing strategies of, I mean, my goodness, getting your books on uh, like BookBub or doing social media marketing or going to conferences or email lists, there's so many ways to market yourself as an author. This is something that I don't think gets enough attention. So why should we be paying more attention to podcast guesting as authors? Yeah, I just think it's so valuable because as writers and authors, you know, it's it's something we could do anytime we want, right? It's just, we could do it from the comfort of our homes and, you know, we can do it before our book is out. We can do it after our book is out. Um, you know, just being able to, to spread the message far and wide as people are listening to more and more podcasts these days. And also it's great evergreen content, you know, it just lives out there forever. Mm. And so somebody could go Google your name and find it, or, you know, Google a topic and your, your podcast might come up. But um, I think just, you know, 
a lot of times as writers and authors or potential authors, you know, we're trying to build our platforms. And I know you had Chad Allen on recently to talk about yes. that. And shout out to Chad also, because that's another way I discovered you as he had shared Absolutely. in his email list that um, he was a guest on your podcast. So obviously it works, right? To to share your um, guest interviews and to be a guest on podcast. So I love learning from Chad, but, you know, he talks a lot about building your platform and, and you know, talking about what you're doing in your book proposal so you can show publishers what you're up to. And it's such a great thing to be doing before that, you know, you can hop on podcast and not wait until um, your book is out. You know, usually that's what we do is we get our book in our hands and then we're like, how do we market this book? And so we go about, you know, ads and all those different things because we're just trying to get in as many hands as make sales as possible. But, you know, long before that, you can start serving your target readers and building up your audience so that when your book does come out, you know, they're so anxious to read it. But, um, you know, there's so many things just like for writers. I mean, you can you know, hop on a podcast and just talk about something that's just burning on your heart that you maybe talk about on your blog. Um, and you can serve listeners that way. Or um, again, like building your platform to attract a publisher, like Chad talked about. I mean, just mm-hmm. being able to say, I'm out doing that today um, is beneficial. And if you're a host of a podcast like Kent and I, it's a great way to uh, grow your listeners because you're getting to serve a totally different audience than you would otherwise. So there's just um, gosh, so many advantages to it. I just love it. If you're, you know, if you're trying to get more website traffic, you know, every podcast host that has a guest, they always at least link to your website. So, yes. you know, you're going to get that, you know, inbound link and um, you can repurpose the contact. I mean, it's just a um, great way to test out content. Maybe you're trying to figure out, you know, some blog topics and you go on a guest interview and, you know, when you end it, you're like, wow, that was some really great stuff I said. So I'm going to repurpose that into my own, you know, blog post or podcast. And it's just a fascinating way to um, reach other people, other readers and listeners that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the repurposing aspect. I was on somebody's podcast. This has been mm-hmm. two, three months ago. And I forget what they asked me, but I remember I really liked my answers to their questions. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what it was, but I remember thinking, hey, that was that was actually kind of good. I'm going to use that somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's the great thing about being a guest somewhere because those questions then prompt you to, to think about hopefully an intelligent answer. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah. think there's a lot of value in having people ask us questions rather than trying to come up with all the questions ourselves, because we have a limited framework, we have a limited perspective and having other people prompt us with questions, I think is so valuable. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. And, and, you know, the hosts come up with their own questions and different questions than, you know, like a lot of times when authors have a book coming out, they're on a lot of podcasts at that, you know, that release date time. And I know at a recent podcasting conference I was at that one of, you know, a really big, podcast host that, you know, her show is really popular had just mentioned, I wish authors, you know, could learn to talk about their books in different ways because we get so stuck on what the most, what we think is the most popular, you know, content. And that ends up being the same thing you hear over and over and over. Um, So yeah, I think being able to be creative, but I don't know about you, about Kent, but I know for me, I've heard so many writers and authors on podcasts and, you know, when they have that 30 to 45 minute conversation, or even it could be shorter, but just hearing their voice, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just fall in love with them. I want to order their books as soon as they come out. And I want to follow them on social media and join their email list. Cause I feel like I've gotten to know them, you know, and I'm a friend of theirs and they're a friend of mine. And I just, um, you know, it's just hearing their voice. It just makes you, uh, I guess, believe in their message so much more yeah. and really see that it's, it's just so powerful versus, um, just the written word, not that the written word's not, but it's just, yeah, there's just something about hearing somebody hearing their voice on a podcast. I think it's amazing. I could not agree with you more about that. 
that is such a such an important factor that I think a lot of writers miss about podcasting. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you look at it from the perspective of I guess human development, uh, in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. we we talked before we were able to write. You know, written mm-hmm. language is a is a later development in human history, and just this ability to hear somebody's voice and hear the emotion and and to hear the the way that they're communicating to us and who they are as a person and what's important to them. Mm-hmm. Those are all things that you pick up through speech. And you can do it, of course, through writing, but it's almost like a step removed. So just letting people hear your voice mm-hmm. and be able to hear that person, we develop that emotional connection. And man, that is such a critical thing. And such a, to me, is the biggest value of podcasting is it's a more human connection than being in magazines or websites or books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's just, again, like it's that evergreen, you know, being on TV and, and publications is amazing too, because you sometimes get a link back to your website, not always, yeah. but it's just so, it's so quick, right? It's just over and done so quick versus, you know, podcasts just live out there forever and ever. And uh, I know so many podcast hosts that like they've, you know, they're not producing new episodes anymore, but you can easily find that episode, you know, that podcast, when you go Google certain things, it pops up and you're going to tune into it. It doesn't matter if it was years ago, if the content is, you know, important to what you're looking for today. So yeah, I think it's just, it's, you know, yeah, just an amazing way to get the message out for sure. Let's dive into some nitty gritty specifics of podcasts, because for people who have not done a podcast, the whole thing probably seems technically overwhelming mm-hmm. and, and convoluted and very complicated and all that. But let's break this down into a a simple way that people can start to take advantage of this if they want to be a podcast guest. Let me start out with this question. What is the best way to find relevant podcasts to pitch yourself as a guest? And also, how do you find the email address of the person you should send this to? And how do you make sure that they're, how do you vet the best podcast and, and that whole process? Yeah, I appreciate that, Ken. And I, I do want to say, you know, it's, and this is hard for me as I got started doing guesting, you, you know, you kind of think of it's going to be this, like you're, you know, standing up on a big stage and I'm not a big public speaker, but there's just something about this intimate conversation between, you know, you and I right now, but we know it's going to bless all your listeners too. So you get an opportunity to speak to a bigger audience, um, but you're not speaking on stage to a bigger audience. So I love yes. that about podcast guesting, but we do kind of think of like, it's this difficult thing, but if you just kind of go into it as thinking, I'm just, it's just a conversation, right? Right. You literally, when you're recording it, it is just a conversation between two people. Um, and it's just, you know, it's usually pretty casual um, and you're just sharing something you're super passionate about. So when I think about going and finding shows to guest on, you know, I'm going to kind of lead with that is think of what, you know, what shows are talking about topics I want to speak on. And you could ask your, um, you know, your listeners and your followers and your email subscribers, you know, what shows do you like? to listen to, you know, because typically if they're your subscribers and followers, that's your target audience, right? And if they're, they're listening to certain podcasts, then you're going to know that podcast is reaching my target audience. And so you could just start by kind of jotting down some, you know, podcasts that way, asking your um, followers and your subscribers, and you could start making a list of podcasts that you enjoy listening to as well. Um, And then you're going to go, you know, kind of vet through those as, you know, as you, I like to go search on the podcast players. So like I listen to my personal ones on Apple podcast. So I would just go on to Apple podcast, either on the desktop or my mobile phone and just start mm-hmm. um, searching that way, you know, searching out some, some podcasts in this particular niche or looking for ones I've already got on my list. And then, you know, the first thing you want to look at is, are they publishing 
episodes today because a lot of them have, you know, fall into pod fade. Um, you it know, happens. they may be in between seasons for sure, but you just want to look into that a little bit more because you don't want to, you know, I'm all about spending our resources wisely. You don't want to be pitching podcasts that, you know, they're not releasing new episodes. That's just the a waste of your real. timer. Your VA's time, you know, uh, but look and just see, are they publishing new episodes and do they have guests? Because that's, you know, something I hear a lot from podcast hosts, they get pitched and they don't have guests. Like, it's like, I never have had a guest on my show. So why are they <laughs> pitching me to be a guest? Um, so, you know, want to look at that. And again, I think that's all about if you're outsourcing it, you know, you want to make that really clear to your VA that that's what you're looking for is, you know, shows that are producing new episodes and that have guests on them for sure. And then I would say, you know, give it a listen and see how the show structure is and make sure that all that, you know, looks like something you would love to be a guest on. Um, and so that's kind of how I go about vetting them. Now, finding the contact information, I personally, I mean, I love research, so I like to go dig around and find it. But um, I would I would always say go to their website first, you know, look and see what their website is. Go to their website first. You could just Google that and just make sure they don't have a guest submission form because a lot of podcast hosts do and they keep it public. Yeah. And so you always want to follow the best process they have in place. Cause otherwise yes. when you reach out to them, they're just going to give you a link to that anyway. So don't waste your time, you know, go ahead and look at the website and make sure, is there a guest submission form and fill that out, you know, give them all the information that they need to make a decision on if you're the right guest for their show. And if they don't have one, then you could go to their Facebook page or their Instagram profile and you can click on the, you know, look at the contact information there. So on their Facebook page, it's in their about section. If they have it, most of them do. Or if you're on Instagram on your phone, they have a contact spot and you only see it on the mobile device and you'll get their email there. So whatever platform they're the most popular, you know, the most active on, you could find their contact information. So that's kind of how I do it. So I know I have the most current information and I followed the rules of if they have a preferred, you know, method of contact. Now we'll say, I don't know if you, do you know Thomas Umstadt from Novel Marketing? I don't know him personally, but he's on my radar screen as a person. Okay. Yeah. Well, with. you definitely should meet him. He's an, he's an amazing guy. I've seen him speak at a couple of conferences and I just interviewed him too for my own podcast. And he has a directory through his novel marketing website. So he keeps a directory of podcast hosts in all niches. I can't even remember how many podcasts are on his list, but you can get access to it and get email addresses that way. So if you you know want to go about it that way, I'm, I'm the type though. I love that he has that resource, but I'm always like, oh, what if that's not the best way to contact them? Or what if that's not the most current, you know, I always second guess it. So um, I like doing a little more research to, to figure out how to contact a podcast host. But then I, I like reaching out on email. Um, some podcast hosts will say, hey, just DM me and, you know, share a little bit about what you would want to share with my listeners. And, you know, you could go about it that way. But I kind of like having an email because it just kind of stays in a, um, you know, in their inbox versus to get lost in a DM, you know, or some kind of a casual reach out, it's still in their inbox and they can go back and look at it. And then you can provide links to things they need and make it as easy as possible on them. Now before, and that's all wonderful, by the way. So for anybody listening, you're probably going to need to go back and listen to this section again, really the whole podcast, <laughs> because you're sharing a lot of really, really good stuff. And it's, it's going to be hard to catch all that the first time around. Mm. So there's not a lot of my my interview guests that I say that about, but uh, in fact, you might be the first one to come to think of it. Oh, I hope that wasn't too much. <laughs> but no, 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 no. I'm saying it's great because you've like given a really clear step by step process about you do this, then do this, then do this, and you're you're taking the mystery out of it, which is phenomenal. Mm. So thank you. Mm. Now I do want to. My next thing is I want to dive into this idea of um, what do you say in your pitch? What should you say when you email them? But before I do that. Let's talk about cold pitching versus warm pitching. 
Mm-hmm. And can you explain what the difference between those those two things is and how to we how can we develop a relationship with the podcaster if possible so that we're pitching warm instead of cold pitching if possible? You bet. That's a great question. And, I, you know, I think of cold pitching is like maybe I would just go round up a list of, you know, I might just go search on on Apple podcast or Google for, you know, podcast in my particular niche that I'm wanting to pitch. And I might just have a list of podcasts, find their contact information and just start sending a, like a cookie cutter pitch email, mm-hmm. you know, not looking at, do they have guests? Are they pitch, you know, do they have current episodes? Do I know anything about the show at all? Um, you know, does my message at all match up to their mission? Like if I wouldn't even look at any of that, that's kind of what I consider a cold pitch. Like you're, it's just really cold, right? You don't have any right. idea who you're reaching out to. You're just want to mass blast out a, you know, a pitch uh, versus a warm one. You know, you've had some kind of interaction with the podcast host, I think, or you have some kind of mutual connection. Like, you know, I could reach out to somebody and say, Kent Sanders, you know, recommended I reach out to you you or, mm-hmm. um, you know, I noticed you had so-and-so on your guest and they're a friend of mine and, um, you know, some kind of a little connection like that. I think it makes it a little bit warmer. And obviously a hot one would be somebody that you're, um, already have a relationship with, which those are the easiest ones to get. So, yep. you know, when you're thinking about your list, you might want to, you know, divide them up that way because the ones that you already have a relationship with, that should be a super easy, very casual way to, you know, you just reach out to them and, you know, offer to serve their audiences. And it's probably going to be a yes. Um, but yeah, for the warm ones, I mean, I just think to build relationships ahead of time, it's just so much nicer for the podcast host to get it that is. in their inbox and, and know, okay, this person really knows who my audience is and they really truly care about my listeners. They're not just coming on like for me that supports authors. They're not just coming on to sell their book. You know, a lot of people yeah. that is what they're after. And so, yeah, I like just, um, be, of course, again, us being a podcast host, we know how important it is to get podcast reviews. So I think, you know, giving the show a review is the very first thing I always encourage people to do before you pitch is in yes. that, like a minute before you pitch, like, you know, give it some Absolutely. time. But yeah, just, I mean, because when you vetted them, you kind of listened to the show already. And so, you know, it's a good match and let them know, hey, I listened to some of your episodes and I love your show or, you know, however you want to put in a review, something so that potential listeners can benefit from it too. But you could then mention that later. And, you know, when the host sees a review pop up they're you know, they're already thinking, oh, wow, here's somebody that reviewed my show. And they sometimes will share it on social media, you know, as social proof for their own show. So they maybe you've already got your name in the mind, maybe your Instagram profile, if they know who you are to tag you. And so you're kind of, you know, top of mind when the pitch does come through. But I think just, yeah, supporting them, I think, you know, giving them a review. I would also go, you know, see where they're active on social media and engage there, you know, share some of their posts about the podcast or comment on them. Um, you know, you could, I know this, recently we've, you know, we talk a lot about email lists, right? Um, how important that is uh, for authors and writers. And I know with the recent shutdown of Instagram and Facebook, you know, everybody just was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> how, how do, you know, we don't know what, how to communicate with people anymore. Yeah. And so the big push was, this is why you need an email list. And I think, you know, subscribe to the podcast host email and see how they share their episodes every week. So you kind of know how it's going to look as you as a guest and engage with them, you know, reply. It's so hard to get people to reply to your emails, you know, so um, do that too. And just, you know, you're just really trying to show them that you truly care about the audience. And I'm all about service over selling. And that's just kind of the way I go about it. Cause again, you're going to get, you know, if you get a yes, it's a 30 to 40 minute conversation. And that's mm-hmm. a huge blessing to get to, you know, serve somebody else's audience. And so you want to show up and, and just serve, serve, serve. And I think that starts way before your pitch by building a relationship with them. You know, I, I have to tell you, and I've told many people this, um, the last six months, a lot of people have asked me, 
how did how were you able to transition out of being a college professor to being a full-time ghostwriter? Mm-hmm. And I have just told people everything good that has happened in my business, I can trace back to my podcast in one way or another mm-hmm. in those relationships. So that is so for everybody listening, I hope that you go back and listen to the whole thing again, maybe mm-hmm. two more times, especially <laughs> what you just said in the last few minutes about building relationships. Because mm-hmm. that is, to me, that is the critical hinge that everything else swings on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and never I know have, where it's going to go. And we just never You don't know, know where so. it's going to go. And I have to confess that, uh, you know, sometimes people, and I'm sure this happens to you too, Kim, sometimes people will cold pitch me uh, to be a podcast guest. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those have actually led to really interesting guests and some fun things. Other times, if I'm feeling a little bit naughty that day, then I will have <laughs> a little bit of fun with them. Because I value relationships so much, um, I will tell the person emailing me. And I know that they're an agency that this other person has hired. I I totally Mm -hmm. get all that. And -hmm. that's totally fine. But I'll say, hey, I really typically only have guests who I already have a relationship with just because it makes the conversation so much better. So if, you know, so-and-so, the person who's hired you, if they would like to reach out and and engage on social media, just have them reach out. And of Mm -hmm. course, they never do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, hey, if you don't want to reach out and, and establish a rapport, then then I'm probably not going to have you on as a guest. Right. Yeah. And I do. I've done um, podcast pitching for my own my own clients as well as for agencies, outsourced mm-hmm. to agencies. Um, and, you know, whenever we do like a cold pitch, if we don't know who it is, because we do a lot of that, I always think like what I get ready to send that. And it's, you know, because you we do have some kind of connection to their audience and, and share yeah. Um, yeah. that we do know something about the show. But I always think now, and I'm sure it's again, as a podcast host now, I always feel like somebody's going to reply back and be like, so really, well, you know, tell me exactly what you like about us. You know, like, let me just drill down on this to really prove, you know, what my show is. So I think that's I've done that so too. important. They never do. But you know what I mean? Like, because we do a good job in our pitches. But I mean, I just do think that it's so, so important to really let the host know um, that you know what their show is about. And you had asked about, you know, what to include in the pitch. And I think different podcast hosts you know, have different opinions on this. And so, um, you know, you could ask ahead of time, but um, I think as at the bare minimum, you know, you'll hear a lot of people say this and it's so silly to have to say, but it's so true is you want to get the host name, right? <laughs> so, you know, you want to oh address them by the right name. I mean, I, I'm sure you've got, I mean, it's just crazy. You want to beat your head against the wall sometimes. Yeah, but, I mean, it's so especially special, oh where they will say just "hi, comma." Yeah, I'm like, delete. Like you can't yes, even research my yes. name. Yes, and you know, Seriously? I think it's a, I think it's great to have like a template in your email box, like to make it easier oh, on you when you get ready, but not just a static template. That yeah. So I don't. I never give out templates because I'm like, no, I don't want people to be like sending the exact same thing out to everybody. Yeah. So, but I think you know, addressing the host by their name and you know, just a very brief introduction of yourself because again, it's not about you; it's about the listeners. But you, you know, you just want to share who you are and why you're reaching out to them, and if there is any kind of a mutual connection that you can kind of warm it up that way. Um, but then just immediately get into the you know the the value you want to bring to the listeners and their audience. And I like, you know, you can either, depending on the the, um, podcast, you could give a couple of topic suggestions, you know, just two or three, or you could, if you know, like, I know I really want to talk about this one topic and they haven't covered it on the show, then you could give, maybe give some talking points. And so it's just something Mm -hmm. really easy for the host to immediately look, they know who you are. Maybe you have a link to your website. They know what topics you want to bring that will bring value to their audience. And then they can make a pretty quick decision on if they want to move forward with you. And then, yep. you know, you don't have to really even include more. You can include more about yourself or, you know, 
previous podcast you've been on, but even if you didn't, at least you've given them enough to, to decide if they want to take the next step with you and then they can gather all the information they yep. need after that. So yeah, just make it really simple. And, you know, again, it's just all about the listeners and just how you want to serve them with the message that you have. I will say the, the thing that always impresses me is when somebody says, and I, I know what they're doing. It's like when you walk into a, a bakery, like, you know, that they have the smells going to try and entice you. And, and it's like a sensory thing. At the same time, you still fall for it because it's so, it, it grabs you emotionally. Mm-hmm. And the thing that always grabs me emotionally when somebody, I'm, I'm kind of over-dramatizing this. I don't know why. <laughs> this is really not my personality. But if somebody's pitching me as a guest or they're pitching their client as a guest and they, they will point out a specific episode that I did and what they liked about it, then mm-hmm. always, I always fall for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, m- Meaning I'm always impressed by that. Even mm-hmm. though I know what they're doing, the fact that they took the time to listen to something, mm-hmm. that really means a lot to me. So yeah. that's always a secret little trick that mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it works really, really well. It does. Especially, yeah, when it's, and it's usually genuine. I mean, it's usually, you yeah, know, of it's, course. It's, if it's your very last episode, you might kind of question, you know, like, did they really listen to it? But yeah, I mean, because I know um, I'm a special needs mom. And so if anybody, when I'm pitching like parenting podcasts, if they've mm-hmm. talked anything about special needs, I'll have find it and yep. reference it because I always, you know, want to listen to that. But yeah, I think that's a great point. And just, you know, like I was thinking about your own podcast, like, you know, again, you've had Chad Allen on there. I love listening to that. Or uh, I loved how you uh, talked about Van Halen because I'm a Van Halen. <laughs> Girl too. Oh yeah, you know, I love just Van like Halen. little things like that. If I was pitching your show, I might mention those things, you know. But um, you know, you don't have to have it in there. But like you said, you fall for it because you really believe like this person's going to bring value. Somebody that's you know just sending out mass cookie cutter pitches is not obviously can't do that, right? Because they're just sending the exact yeah. same pitch to every single host. I will say though, you know, sometimes the the podcast guest agencies get kind of a bad rap. And mm-hmm. I understand that, but I will say I've gotten some really good guests from those as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, there yeah, is definitely- Yeah, and I'm not knocking those. I do work for some of them, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of value that that those mm-hmm. agencies can bring. Yeah. Um, so if you can like blend the relationships with good pitching, then that seems to be a, a pretty killer combination. Mm-hmm. I agree. So let's talk for a second about repurposing this interview. So let's assume that okay, you've built a relationship with the guests, you've you've vetted some podcasts to pitch. You've pitched well. You're a guest on the podcast. Uh, the episode is released. I know we're skipping over about a million details. Mm-hmm. That can right. go in there. But whenever it's released, what are some ways that as a podcast guest that you can repurpose that interview, get more mileage out of it for you, for the podcast hosts, and for listeners? Yeah, that's such a great question. I do want to say, yeah, before that, I would definitely recommend if you are a guest on a podcast to be sure and share it with your, you know, followers, with your email subscribers, because it seems like that's such a simple thing. But I know a lot of podcast hosts will comment that their guests don't share it. And so, you know, you've been, again, you've been given this honor of of serving somebody else's audience. So you want to make sure you share it far and wide as best you can. But yeah, I love repurposing it because like you just said, you, you know, you've done an interview and you've said something really good and you're like, what was that? That was really good. Like I haven't ever talked about that before. Um, so yeah, I can just take that content and repurpose it on your own blog. Um, it might be a chapter in a book. It might be um, an episode on your own podcast. You know, maybe it springs off a whole different 
um, talking points under that, you know, just something specific, or you could even, some people will air the interview on their own podcast because it's so good. And it's, it's, you know, it has content for both audiences. Um, and I think that's just a great way to collaborate with other hosts and, um, again, just share content with yours, but you know, you could break it up into blog posts. You could break it up into social media quotes. Cause again, it's, you know, it's 30 minutes where you've said a lot of stuff. There's a lot of quotes to be used in there. And, um, I think, you know, sharing it too, like if you're a podcast host, I don't know about all the platforms I'm on Buzzsprout. I don't know what you use, Kent, but Libsyn. I love their, um, and Libsyn may have something like this, but I love pod, uh, Buzzsprout's dynamic content that you can put like in the beginning or the end of your episode. And it's kind of like your own self-sponsored ad, but it runs on all your episodes. And so like, you know, this week, if this, if an interview came out that you were a guest on, you could pop that under your podcast and just be like, Hey, by the way, want to let you know, I'm a guest on XYZ podcast this week. You know, oh, and then you could cool. take it down next week. So, you know, it could only be applicable this week. But yeah, there's just so many different ways I think you can share that content. And, um, you know, you'll be surprised by what all you say in it and how you can take a deep dive into certain things. And, you know, it might be things that you, you might tell stories that you haven't told before in a book or on your blog, but you've told it in a podcast interview. And, you know, you could turn around and turn that into like a lead magnet or, you know, some kind of freebie on your website. And um, yeah, there's just so many ways that you can just keep repurposing and again, keep resharing yeah. it. It because it's it's evergreen. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't ever get old. It can just go into your content plan and just reshare it over and over. And I know like for um, something cool I saw for an author recently is, well, it's been a long time since I heard this podcast interview, but it was um, an author that had been on quite a few interviews when she had her book released. And then, you know, like later, I'm a big e-book reader and so I love my Kindle. And so when her book would go like on, you know, you know, a sell for like a dollar ninety nine or something. She would reach out to the podcast host where she'd been a guest on to let them know. So then they would reshare the episode from you know years ago and be like, hey, and by the way, this this you know guest has a book. The book that we talked about on this episode is on sale for a dollar ninety nine this week. Go grab your copy. You know, like, and then she's able to reshare that. You know, if you keep tagging each other, both audiences get mm-hmm. to see it. And so it's just. I don't know, just, just so many ways to repurpose the content and keep sharing it. I think it's amazing. Again, it just, it just lasts forever and you can just keep being creative with it. Yeah. Of course, I'm a big fan of books. Uh, that's kind of my world, but I also love mm-hmm. podcasts. And I know to a lot of authors, this stuff can feel sort of overwhelming because there's mm-hmm. podcasts. I mean, podcasting is its own, its own giant thing to begin with. Then you have books, then you have social media, newsletters, et cetera. What are some ways that that authors can sort of narrow that down a bit because there are lots of ways that you can share mm-hmm. podcasts somewhere, but are there some ways that you think are better than others or places where writers should focus on more than others or does it depend on their audience? Uh, are you meaning like how can they um, share their own content or are you specific, specifically asking about podcasting? No, podcast. So if I'm a guest on your show, mm-hmm. for example, when that episode comes out, how do I know the best places to share that content? Because I can share it a whole bunch of different places. Mm-hmm. But for authors who feel kind of stressed out by by a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. um, where are they going to get the most bang for their buck in sharing a podcast that they've been a guest on? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I would definitely look at where your host is the most active and probably has the mm. biggest following between like Facebook Smart. and Instagram, or it might be LinkedIn. Because if you, again, if you just share that, your own copy, whatever you want it to look like your own graphic, or, you know, sometimes they'll provide copy ahead of time in a graphic, but if you just share it and tag the host, they're going to immediately reshare it. You know, like that, that just made their day, right. That you shared it one, but two, you've given them content to share with their followers. And so, you know, you're, you're serving the audience and you don't always know how many listeners are tuning in that week. 
Um, but you know, if they share it on their social, then at least you're reaching um, their followers as well, which may even be a totally different audience that listens to their podcast. So yeah, yeah, that would probably be my best bet is to share it on social media and tag the host. Um, But I think, you know, sharing it. Yeah. It sounds like overwhelming, right. To share it all the places. I think if you have a weekly email or a monthly newsletter that goes out, you could pop it in there because, you know, one, it it just gives your followers another place to go hear from you and and read your content. And two, it, it lets more people know I am open to being a guest, you know, like you never know who they may know and they may suggest you to a podcast host or if they're a podcast host, they might ask you to be on the show. So yeah, don't be overwhelmed by, you know, there's all these different ways. I mean, there is, there's lots of creative ways you can go about it, but yeah, just do what you can do. And I would definitely say that's number one is share it on social and tag the host for sure. That's good advice. That's really, really good advice. And that always gets people's attention, mm-hmm. especially, you know, Facebook has this genius thing. Of course, we all have, have used Facebook for years. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this genius thing where if you mention somebody in your post, Facebook tells that other person, hey, so-and-so mentioned you in their post. Mm-hmm. Well, we all know what they're doing. They want us to, you know, Facebook wants us to click on that thing. And we always mm-hmm. do because I'm like, what did they say about me? Mm-hmm. You know, we all kind of want to know. We don't want to be left out. So that's that's really a cool idea to, to tag the uh, yeah. podcast hosts. Yeah, tag them. And, you know, you can just keep, again, like it's in your content calendar. You can just keep doing it over and over and over, not daily, but, you know, every once in a while, just circle back around to it because, again, it's it's free content for them, too, to share with their social exactly. media followers. And so they may not always reshare the, you know, the interview if they've got podcasts going out every week. But, yeah, if you tag them, they're going to turn around and share it for sure. And now, you know, you can do a link in the profile and in Instagram, which is really cool in your Instagram story. So you can even give oh, them a link, nice. you know, to go. We didn't used to could do that. so. Um, yeah, I just, I definitely encourage people to do that. Okay. One final question here. And this, this might be the most important question of all, which is there's lots of things that you can do with podcasting and podcast guesting. You could spend lots and lots of time doing this, but how do we measure the return on investment for the time that we put into this? Or is there a way to do that? Because podcasting is notoriously, it's difficult to measure metrics sometimes about Mm -hmm. who's listening, who's not listening. Um, It's just a, it's still a relatively young platform. So Mm -hmm. how do we measure whether the time we're putting into podcast guesting is actually valuable? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it always goes back to what your goals of it is. You know, like we think of like with writers and authors, it's typically to sell books, right? But we can't always measure that exactly right. when the, you know, the interview airs, you can kind of go watch your, you know, your Amazon numbers and and get all stressed about that. But you just never know, are they going to take action to buy my book? Are they going to take action to follow me on social media? You know, are they going to go join my email list? You just never know how a listener is going to um, interact with you after the interview. And so I would really think about what is my goal of it? So if it is, I want to be a guest on interviews to sell books, then, you know, you would have to just kind of look at, is it your own store you're promoting or your Amazon store and, you know, keep tabs on that. But again, you just don't know when people are going to be listening, Um, but you could, you know, keep track of your email subscribers. And if you know, um, you know, you can do pretty links or bitly links. And Mm -hmm. if you give those to a host and you have a specific lead magnet that you share, then you can go see, well, after this interview aired, did I get a lot of um, email subscribers, you know? Or did my, you know, if your if your goal is like, I just want to get more exposure of my own podcast as a podcast host, well, you can kind of look and see the date that it aired. Did you get a jump in your own downloads? Because typically if we go right. check out a show, we're going to start, you know, binging on episodes. And 
Um, you know, so those are the ones that I'd say you could like really, you know, do a number, like maybe you want to increase website traffic. And so again, you just kind of have to keep an eye on it. Um, but, but the, you know, building the relationships, you know, how do you measure that necessarily? But I think you just got to, you know, really know what your goal is and know that, you know, if Mm -hmm. you're just wanting to share your message far and wide and you're happy with however many podcasts you can get on and, and you feel like it's been a great interview, then, you know, it's just how you want to, I guess, measure it. But yeah, there's some ways you can measure exactly, you know, the benefit of it and um, the numbers to it. But I think it's just, you know, how you, how you measure your own success. And boy, that's a whole nother question in itself. You know, how yeah. do we measure whether we are successful? And that has so many potential answers, I guess. But, but I will also add this, that I think there's something to be said for just getting on interesting shows and having interesting conversations. And sometimes mm-hmm. you don't know where it's going to leave. Mm-hmm. And a lot of good things have happened because people have been on podcasts. And, mm-hmm. and I think a conversation with a real, a real person like what we're having now is far better than email mm-hmm. or, oh, totally. or, so, or yeah. social media or something like that. It's just when you talk to real life people, it, it makes a big difference. So, mm-hmm. and I would encourage everybody to take what Kim's saying to heart and make this a part of your author strategy because it, it does matter. It makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Yeah. And just, you know, it gets set a timeline in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. You know, you want to go back and look at how many shows you've been on and, and what the return has been, um, whether it's something you can measure exactly. But like you say, the relationship, you never know where that's going to go or, um, you know, just how it's going to be used. And so, yeah, I just I definitely encourage authors and writers to do it. And, and, you know, the sooner the better, like just don't ever think you have to wait till you have your book in hand to start pitching, because if you have a message to exactly. share, there's a podcast out there that listeners are waiting to hear it. Absolutely. Kim, thanks so much. This has been an absolute blast. Where can listeners get in touch with you? Yeah, they can just go to my website. It's kimstewartmarketing.com and they can connect with me there and um, listen to my podcast or check out my services. And I would love to hear from you. And you also have a free resource for them, correct? I do. Yeah. If you have been listening to this and this is something that you would be interested in checking into, I have a free resource and it's um, nine ways guesting on podcasts can help you build your author platform. And it just kind of dives into some of the things that we've talked about today. And so if that's, if you're kind of scratching your head wondering, hmm, is it worth my time to guest on podcasts? Then you could go download that PDF and see if one of those uh, resonates with you and, and that you can think about doing that moving forward with it. Perfect. We'll have a link to all that in the show notes. And thanks again. This has been an absolute blast. I've learned a ton. Now I feel even more inspired than ever to go be a guest on even more podcasts. So oh, thank good. you. I hope you will, fantastic. Kent. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. It was an absolute blast having Kim here on the podcast. And I learned a ton from what she taught us about podcast guesting. And even though I've been having guests on my podcast for many years, and I've been a guest on other people's podcasts quite a few times, I learned a ton from this, so I hope that you took good notes, and more importantly, I hope that you're going to put into practice what you've learned. If I were to pinpoint one takeaway from this episode, I would say it's this. Start small, maybe shooting for one or two podcasts per month that you can be a guest on, and then grow out from there. Again, this is a fantastic relationship building tool, and you don't need to be intimidated by this. Just start small, and then you can always grow from there. Honestly, I think podcast guesting is probably the best marketing strategy that you can use right now. And I definitely plan on ramping up my podcast guesting this year here in 2022. Hey, before I close this episode out, I want to encourage you to make sure and grab Kim's free resource, which is Nine Ways Guesting on Podcasts Helps Grow Your Author Platform. And I'll have a link that you can go to in the show notes where you can download that 
absolutely for free. Hey, thanks so much for listening. And thanks so much for Kim for being such an awesome guest on this episode. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I want to take a moment to let you know about our daily writer membership community. You know, one of the very best ways to develop better habits and impact more people's lives with your writing is to spend time around other successful writers. So if you're tired of feeling isolated and chasing success on your own, then I know you're going to love the Daily Writer community. For years, I searched for the kind of writing community that I would want to join, but I could never find what I wanted, so I created my own. Some of the features include weekly writing sprints, monthly community calls, book discussions, calls with guest experts, and much more. For more info, you can visit dailywriterlife.com community. Thanks, and I'll see you tomorrow.